<clears throat> Hare Krishna, <clears throat> my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here at the Haven, which is in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. And there's a very nice walkway along the channel. It's a beautiful walk for morning walks. And um, okay, we hope that you're all safe, well, and safe and um, happy as possible um, in these troubled times we live in. It's spreading everywhere. There's quarreling. Kali Yuga means quarreling, and it's everywhere. But here is the solution, both individually and collectively to keep our minds hearing every day, submissively and with attention, rapt attention and affection, um, Srimad Bhagavatam, in the assembly of like-minded devotees. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami explains why this is true. It goes like this. Sarva Shastabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drik Prada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kali Dvandoditarya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvadasavasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. <clears throat> you are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguro Man Bahadana Manistadagamad Bhagya Mad Anandana Mostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu Saduta Dayin Atini Chuchata Kada Hanamunchakadachin Mam Premna Ritkanta Yokspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya
भगवते so we reached the 32nd chapter of canto 3 entanglement in fruitive activities we're beginning with text 23 as kapiladev continues his instructions engagement in krishna consciousness an application of devotional service unto Krishna make it possible to advance in knowledge and detachment as well as in self-realization. Purport It is said by less intelligent men that bhakti yoga or devotional service is meant for persons who are not advanced in transcendental knowledge and renunciation. But the fact is that if one engages in the devotional service of the Lord in full Krishna consciousness, he does not have to attempt separately to practice detachment or to wait for an awakening of transcendental knowledge. It is said that one who engages unflinchingly in the devotional service of the Lord actually has all the good qualities of the demigods develop in him automatically. One cannot discover how such good qualities develop in the body of a devotee, but actually it happens. There is one instance where a hunter was taking pleasure in killing animals, but after becoming a devotee, he was not prepared to kill even an ant. Such is the quality of a devotee. Those who are very eager to advance in transcendental knowledge can engage themselves in pure devotional service without wasting time in mental speculation. For arriving at the positive conclusions of knowledge and the absolute truth, the word Brahmadarshanam is significant in this verse. Brahmadarshanam means to realize or to understand the transcendence. One who engages in the service of Vasudeva can actually realize what Brahman is. If Brahman is impersonal, then there is no question of darshanam, which means seeing face to face. Darshanam, darshanam refers to seeing the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Vasudeva. Unless the seer and the seen are persons, there is no darshanam. Brahmadarshanam means that as soon as one sees the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he can at once realize what impersonal Brahman is. A devotee does not need to make separate investigations to understand the nature of Brahman. Bhagavad Gita also confirms this. Brahmabhuyaya kalpate. A devotee at once becomes a self-realized soul in the Absolute Truth. Text 24 The exalted devotee's mind becomes equipoised in sensory activities and he is transcendental to that which is agreeable and not agreeable. Purport The significance of advancement in transcendental knowledge 
and detachment from material attraction is exhibited by the personality of a highly advanced devotee. For him, there is nothing agreeable or disagreeable because he does not act in any way for his personal sense gratification. Whatever he does, whatever he thinks, is for the satisfaction of the Personality of Godhead. Either in the material world or in the spiritual world, his equipoise mind is completely manifested. He can understand that in the material world there is nothing good, everything is bad due to its being contaminated by material nature. The materialist's conclusions of good and bad, moral and immoral, and so on, are simply mental concoction or sentiment. Actually, there is nothing good in the material world. In the spiritual field, everything is absolutely good. There is no inebriety in the spiritual varieties. Because a devotee accepts everything in spiritual vision, he is equipoised. That is the symptom of his being elevated to the transcendental position. He automatically attains <clears throat> he automatically attains detachment, vairagya, and then and, and then jnana, knowledge, and then actual transcendental knowledge. The conclusion is that an advanced devotee dovetails himself in the transcendental qualities of the Lord, and in that sense he becomes qualitatively one with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Text 25 Because of his transcendental intelligence, the pure devotee is equipoised in his vision and sees himself to be uncontaminated by matter. He does not see anything as superior or inferior, and he feels himself elevated to the transcendental platform of being equal in qualities with the Supreme Person. Purport Perception of the agreeable and disagreeable arises from attachment. A devotee has no personal attachment to anything. Therefore, for him, there is no question of agreeable or disagreeable. For the service of the Lord, he can, accept, he can accept anything, even though it may be disagreeable to his personal interest. In fact, he is completely free from personal interest, and thus anything agreeable to the Lord is agreeable to him. For example, for Arjuna, at first fighting was not agreeable, but when he understood that the fighting was agreeable to the Lord, he accepted the fighting as agreeable. That is the position of a pure devotee. For his personal interest, there is nothing which is agreeable or disagreeable. Everything is done for the Lord, and therefore he is free from attachment and aversion. That is the transcendental stage of neutrality. A pure devotee enjoys life in the pleasure of the Supreme Lord. Text 26 The Supreme Personality of Godhead alone is complete 
transcendental knowledge. But according to the different processes of understanding, he appears differently, either as impersonal Brahman, as Paramatma, as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, or as the Purusha Avatara. Purport The word Drishyadibi is significant. According to Jiva Goswami, Drishi means jnana, philosophical research. By different processes of philosophical research under different concepts, such as the process of jnana yoga, the same Bhagavan, or Supreme Personality of Godhead, is understood as impersonal Brahman. Similarly, by the Eightfold Yoga System, he appears as the Paramatma. But in pure Krishna consciousness, or knowledge in purity, when one tries to understand the Absolute Truth, one realizes Him as the Supreme Person. The impersonal transcendence is realized simply on the basis of knowledge. The words used here, Paramat Meshwarat Puman, are all transcendental and they refer to the Supersoul. Supersoul is also described as Purusha, but the word Bhagavan directly refers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is full in six opulences wealth, fame, strength, beauty, knowledge, and renunciation. He is the personality of, of Godhead in different spiritual skies. The various descriptions of Paramatma, Vishwara, Ishwara, and Puman indicate that the expansions of the Supreme Godhead are unlimited. Ultimately, to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one has to accept Bhakti Yoga. By executing Jnana Yoga or Dhyana Yoga, one has to eventually approach the Bhakti Yoga platform. And then Paramatma, Ishwara, Puman, and so on are all clearly understood. It is recommended in the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam that whether one is a devotee or fruitive actor or liberationist, if he is intelligent enough, he should engage himself with all seriousness in the process of devotional service. It is also explained that whatever one desires which is obtainable by fruitive activities, even if one wants to be elevated to higher planets, can be achieved simply by the execution of devotional service. Since the Supreme Lord is full in six opulences, He can bestow any one of them upon the worshipper. The one Supreme Personality of Godhead reveals Himself to different thinkers as the Supreme Person or Impersonal Brahman or Paramatma. Impersonalists merge into the Impersonal Brahman but that is not achieved by worshipping the impersonal Brahman. If one takes to devotional service and at the same time desires to merge into the existence of the Supreme Lord, he can achieve that. If someone desires at all to merge into the existence of the Supreme, he has to execute 
devotional service. The devotee can see the Supreme Lord face to face, but the jnani, the empiric philosopher, and the yogi cannot. They cannot be elevated to the positions of associates of the Lord. There is no evidence in the scriptures stating that by cultivating knowledge or worshipping the impersonal Brahman, one can become a personal associate of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Nor by executing the yogic principles can one become an associate of the Supreme Godhead. Impersonal Brahman, being formless, is described as Adrishya because the impersonal effulgence of Brahmajyoti covers the face of the Supreme Lord. Some yogis see the four-handed Vishnu sitting within the heart and therefore in their case also the Supreme Lord is invisible. Only for the devotees is the Lord visible. Here the statement Drishadibi is significant since the Supreme Personality of Godhead is both invisible and visible, there are different features of the Lord. The Paramatma feature and Brahman feature are invisible, but the Bhagavan feature is visible. In the Vishnu Purana, this fact is very nicely explained. The universal form of the Lord and the formless Brahman, effulgence of the Lord, being invisible are inferior features. The concept of the universal form is material and the concept of the impersonal Brahman is spiritual. But the highest spiritual understanding is the personality of Godhead. The Vishnu Purana states Vishnur Brahma Sarupena Swayam Eva Vyavastitaha Brahman's real feature is Vishnu, or the Supreme Brahman is Vishnu. Swayam Eva, that is his personal feature. The Supreme Spiritual Conception is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It is also confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, Yadgadma Nanivartante Taddama Padamamama. That specific abode, called Paramam Mama, is the place from which one, once one attains it, one does not return to this miserable, conditional life. Every place, every space, and everything belongs to Vishnu. But where he personally lives is Taddama Paramam, his supreme abode. One has to make one's destination the supreme abode of the Lord. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Such a wonderful purport. Text 27. The greatest common understanding for all yogis is complete detachment from matter, which can be achieved by different kinds of yoga. Purport. There are three kinds of yoga, namely bhakti yoga, jnana yoga, and ashtanga yoga. Devotees, jnanis, and yogis all try to get out of the material entanglement. 
the jnanis try to detach their sensual activities from material engagement. The jnana yogis think that matter is false and that Brahman's, Brahman is truth. He tries, therefore, by cultivation of knowledge to detach the senses from material enjoyment. The Ashtanga yogis also try to control the senses. The devotees, however, try to engage the senses in the service of the Lord. Therefore, it appears that the activities of the bhaktas, devotees, are better than those of the jnanis and yogis. The mystic yogis simply try to control the senses by practicing the eight divisions of yoga, yama, niyama, asana, asana, pranayama, pratyahara, and so on. And the jnanis try by mental reasoning to understand that, that sense enjoyment is false. But the easiest and most direct process is to engage the senses in the service of the Lord. The purpose of all yoga is to detach one's sense activities from this material world. The final aims, however, are different. Jnanis want to become one with the Brahman effulgence. Yogis want to realize Paramatma. And devotees want to develop Krishna consciousness and transcendental loving service to the Lord. That loving service is the perfect stage of sense control. The senses are actually active symptoms of life and they cannot be stopped. They can be detached only if there is superior engagement. As it is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita, Pranam Drishtva Nivartate The activities of the senses can be stopped if they are given superior engagements. The supreme engagement is engagement of the senses in the service of the Lord. That is the purpose of all yoga. Text 28 Those who are averse to the transcendence realize the Supreme Absolute Truth differently through speculative sense perception and therefore because of mistaken speculation everything appears to them to be relative. Purport The Supreme Absolute Truth the Personality of Godhead is one and he is spread everywhere by his impersonal feature. This is clearly expressed in Bhagavad Gita. Lord Krishna says, everything that, is ex everything that is experienced is but an expansion of my energy. Everything that is sustained by him, everything is sustained by him. But that does not mean that he is in everything. Sense perceptions, such as the oral perception of the sound of a drum, visual perception of a beautiful woman, or perception of the delicious taste of a milk, a milk preparation by the tongue, all come through different senses and are therefore differently understood. Therefore, sensory knowledge is divided in, in different categories. Although actually, everything is one, as a manifestation of the energy of the Supreme Lord. 
Similarly, the energies of fire and heat and illumination. Similarly, the, fire, the energies of fire are heat and illumination. And by these two energies, fire can display itself in many varieties or in diversified <clears throat> or in I lost my place. Hmm. I'll back up a little bit. Sense perceptions, such as oral perception of the sound of a drum, visual perception of a beautiful woman, or perception of the delicious taste of a milk preparation by the tongue, all come through different senses and are therefore differently understood. Therefore, sensory knowledge is divided into different categories, although actually Everything is, everything is one as a manifestation of the energy of the Supreme Lord. Similarly, the energies of fire are heat and, illum and illumination. And by these two energies, fire can display itself in many varieties or in diversified sense perception. Mayavadi philosophers declared this diversity to be false. But Vaishnava philosophers do not accept the different manifestations as false. They accept them as non-different from the Supreme Personality of Godhead because they are a display of His diverse energies. The philosophy that the Absolute is, is true and this creation is false, Brahmasatya, Jiganmitya, is not accepted by Vaishnava philosophers. The example is given that although all that glitters is not gold, this, is, this does not mean that a glittering object is false. For example, an oyster shell appears to be golden. This, appear, this appearance of golden hue is, is due only to the perception of the eyes. But that does not mean that the oyster shell is false. Similarly, by seeing the form of Lord Krishna, one cannot understand what he actually is. But this does not mean that he is false. The form of Krishna has to be understood as it is described in the books of knowledge, such as Brahma Sangita, Ishvara Padama Krishna, Satchitananda Vigraha. Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, has an eternal blissful, spiritual body. By our imperfect sense perception, we cannot understand the form of the Lord. We have to acquire knowledge about Him. Therefore it is said, here, jnanam ekam. Bhagavad Gita confirms that they are fools who simply upon seeing Krishna consider Him a common man. They do not know the unlimited knowledge, power, and opulence of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
material sense speculation leads to the conclusion that the Supreme is formless. It is because of such mental speculation <clears throat> that the conditioned soul remains in ignorance under the spell of illusory energy. The Supreme Person has to be understood by the transcendental sound vibrated by Him in Bhagavad Gita, wherein He says that there is nothing superior to Himself. The impersonal Brahman effulgence is resting on His personality. The purified, absolute vision of Bhagavad Gita is compared to the river Ganges. Ganges water is so pure that it can purify even the asses and cows. But anyone who, disregarding the pure Ganges, wishes to be purified instead by the filthy water flowing in a, in a drain cannot be successful. Similarly, one can, be, one, one can successfully attain pure knowledge of the Absolute only by hearing from the Absolute Himself. In this verse it is clearly said that those who are averse to the Supreme Personality of Godhead speculate with their imperfect senses about the, about the nature of the Absolute Truth. The formless Brahman the formless Brahman conception, however, can be received only by oral reception and not by personal experience. Knowledge is therefore acquired by oral re reception. It is confirmed in the Vedanta Sutra, Shastra Yonit Vat. One has to acquire pure knowledge from the authorized scriptures. So-called speculative arguments about the Absolute Truth are therefore useless. The actual identity of the living entity is his consciousness, which is always present while the living entity is awake, dreaming, or in deep sleep. Even in deep sleep, he can perceive by consciousness whether he is happy or distressed. Thus, when consciousness is displayed through the medium of the subtle, and gross material bodies, it is covered. But when the consciousness is purified, in Krishna consciousness, one becomes free from the entanglement of repeated birth and death. When uncontaminated, pure knowledge is uncovered from the modes of material nature, the actual identity of the living entity is discovered. He is eternally a servitor, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The process of uncovering is like this. The rays of sunshine are luminous and the sun itself is also luminous. In the presence of the sun, the rays illuminate just like the sun. But when the sunshine is covered by the spell of a cloud or by maya, then darkness, the imperfection of perception, begins. Therefore, to get out of the entanglement of the, of the spell of nations, one has to awaken his spiritual consciousness or Krishna consciousness in terms of the authorized scriptures. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. What a purport. Text 29. From the total energy 
the Mahatattva. I have manifested the false ego, the three modes of material nature, the five material elements, the individual consciousness, the eleven senses, and the material body. Similarly, the entire universe has come from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport The Supreme Lord is described as Mahatpada, which means that the total material energy, known as the Mahat-tattva, is lying at his lotus feet. The origin or the total energy of the cosmic manifestation is the Mahat-tattva. From, from the Mahat-tattva, all the other 24 elements, or divisions, rather, read it again, from the Mahat-tattva, all the other 24 divisions have sprung, namely the eleven senses, including the mind, the five sense objects, the five material elements, and then consciousness, intelligence, and false ego. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is the cause of the Mahat-tattva, and therefore, in one sense, because everything is an emanation from the Supreme Lord, there is no difference between the Lord and the cosmic manifestation. But at the same time, the cosmic manifestation is different from the Lord. The word Swarat is very significant here. Swarat means independent. The Supreme Lord is independent. And the individual soul is also independent. Although there is no comparison between the two qualities of independence, the living entity is minutely independent and the Supreme Lord is fully independent. As the individual soul has a material body made of five elements and the senses, the Supreme Independent Lord similarly has the gigantic body of the universe. I'll read that again. It's very important. As the individual soul has a material body made of five elements and the senses, the Supreme Independent Lord similarly has the gigantic form of the universe. The individual body is temporary. Similarly, the entire universe, which is considered to be the body of the Supreme Lord, is also temporary. And both the individual and universal bodies are products of the Mahatattva. One has to understand the differences with intelligence. Everyone knows that his material body has developed from a spiritual spark. And similarly, the, the universal body has developed from the supreme spark, supersoul. As the individual body develops from the individual soul, the gigantic body of the universe develops from the supreme soul. Just as... <clears throat> Just as the individual soul has consciousness, the Supreme Soul is also conscious. But although there is a similarity between the consciousness of the Supreme Lord and the consciousness of the individual soul, the individual soul's consciousness is limited, whereas the consciousness of the Supreme Soul is unlimited. This is described in Bhagavad Gita 13.3. 
Chetragyam Chapimam Vidhi. The Super Soul is present in every field of activity, just as the individual soul is present in the individual body. Both of them are conscious. The difference is that the individual soul is conscious of the individual body only, whereas the Super Soul is conscious of the total number of individual bodies. And that, believe it or not, brings us to 8 o'clock. We'll stop our readings for tonight now. And we'll start tomorrow. The reason I'm hesitating is because there's differences of opinion going on over here. <laughs> um, See, tomorrow's Janmastami, and most of the temples are having programs that begin around 5, 6, or 7 until midnight. So I was talking to uh, Abaya today, and we've decided that it's not really practical to have the reading tomorrow night at 7. So it's been suggested by Abai that we change it to 5 o'clock. But I'm not so sure that it's going to make much of a difference. Okay, tuned in, stay tuned. And I will send a message tomorrow early enough so that everyone can know what's going to happen after we sort out whether or not we're going to have it. And if we are going to have it, what time it's going to be. Okay. Hare Krishna. We're waiting for the, for the reflections from the devotees who just heard these wonderful purports, incredible purports, Srila Prabhupada. Explaining the difference between Krishna and everything else. The oneness of it and the difference too. Okay. Hare Krishna. The first is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled devotees, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada and Srima Bhagavatam. Quote Hearing with rapt attention and affection with like minded friends. Unquote. Jai Ho Maharaj, thank you. Hare Krishna, thank you. It just keeps repeating. And, you know, what can I say? I'm convinced. After repeated hearing, after experiencing myself, for myself, the difference in my consciousness, when I do this every day, no matter what, almost, <laughs> uh, the sense of being at home, the sense of satisfaction of the mind and intelligence and senses are unmistakable. They're obvious. It's obvious. It's palpable, as we say in English. Palpable means perceivable, directly. Yes, yes. Tangible, yes. Hare Krishna. From Bhakta Christopher. Yes, Bhakta Christopher. 
Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to Prabhupada. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Sudevi Dasi, Hare Krishna to you too. And from Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati, Hare Krishna. She says Jai Guru Maharaj. Jai Rati Manjari Devi Dasi. Great to see you. Great to see and hear you again tonight. Thank you very much. From Pranav Handa. From? Pranav Handa. Pranav Handa, yes. Hare Krishna. Same as yesterday. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. All glories to His Divine Grace. And from Goranga Gopal. All glories to the process of hearing from His Divine Grace together. Goranga Gopal. Oh, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for reading tonight. I noted this amazing part of verse 28 purport. Quote, the purified absolute vision of Bhagavad Gita is compared to the river Ganges. Ganges water is so pure that it can purify even the asses and cows. But anyone who, disregarding the pure Ganges, wants, wishes to be purified instead by the filthy water flowing in a drain cannot be successful. Mm. Similarly, one can successfully attain pure knowledge of the absolute only by hearing from the pure absolute himself. Yes. How can the in infinitesimal or finite uh, understand the infinite? It's not possible. But if the infinite, because it's infinite, wants to reveal himself to the finite, then the finite can understand. Only can the infinitesimal understand if he's heard from the, the infinite and that's what the parampara system is it's like a current uh, flowing through the hearts of, of special souls who have agreed to accept it without question well not that they don't question but Without, without, yeah, without challenging, without arguing, uh, they've agreed to repeat what they've heard from their spiritual master in the line, without changing it. And there's potency. That's the pot That's where the potency comes from. And if we change it, everything becomes confused. Hare Krishna. From Yes, Prajaloka. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for today's reading. It was very useful and sobering today to hear about the detached and balanced position of the pure devotee and how the perception of all unpleasantness comes from attachment. How can we practice this kind of detachment and balance in our daily lives even though we actually still have a lot of attachment and are not at that level? Yeah, 
You have to come to the level. You can't stay at that level and not be at that level at the same time. Every single soul has the capacity to take in this knowledge and to accept it and apply it into one's consciousness. There's no impediments. It's a matter of accepting the fact and acting on the fact. And in the meantime, because it's a fact that it doesn't happen instantaneously, that there's time that has to go by when we have to tolerate our partial conditioning, if you'd like to say, uh, we have to tolerate. The only thing that, to, that we can do from this position is to tolerate the flow of the desires that come into our mind, like it or not, that we, we can refer to Bhagavad Gita, chapter 2, verse 70. Apuryanam apuryamanam achala pratishtam samudram apa pravashanti yadvat tadvat kamam yam prashashanti sarvat sashantim apnoti nakamakami. So this verse, in essence, says that just as rivers flow into the ocean, the ocean remains still, even though it's being more and more water put into it. Why? Because it's so big, because it's, in Prabhupada's words, because it's full in itself, it's full. So the, the devotee, as long as you're in the material world and have senses, desires will come into the mind. You can't stop them. It's part of being in the material world. But the difference is, the devotee is not inclined to chase after them. And therefore, he achieves peace of mind. So you're asking what to do about it, how to achieve that. Stop chasing the mind. Stop chasing after the desires that flow into the mind. Learn from experience. When you do something wrong, repent and correct it. When you make a mistake, use that mistake as a pillar for your success. Go forward. Continue. Don't stop. And most important, continue your devotional service. Continue in the hearing and the chanting. And the services have been given to you by your spiritual master and by Krishna and by this incarnation of Krishna called the Iskan movement. And there will be disturbances. There are disturbances. Even now as we speak, you know, anyway, I won't go into the disturbance we were talking about today, but uh, it's everywhere. So many controversies, so many confusions. So the, the, the answer to the question is to keep the mind regularly, without fail, hearing and chanting the Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam and Chaitanya Charitamrita, cover to cover, in the association of the devotees. When we start and stop, start and stop, start and stop, then it doesn't we don't become enriched, we don't become transformed in the same way as we do if we constantly or regularly. I mean, ideally we should do 24 hours a day, but this is not possible for very many souls. 
but we can regulate our senses by doing this every day. And we have to organize. We have so many, th everyone has so many things to do. Everyone, there's no one that doesn't have many things to do. <clears throat> that is our duty, and that, our, and that is our uh, capacity. Everyone, to one capacity or another, have to organize our lives to hear and chant regularly. And gradually, with more and more rapt attention. Or, as the saying goes, practice makes perfect. There's no cheap way. How can we do this? You know, we get this question every day for so many different, from so many different angles. It's there, clear in the books. Now we just have to do it. And, and, and we have to tolerate the fact that we not, can't necessarily do it, everything, all at once. The mind is, by nature, in the material world, dissatisfied. It's always looking for something new. It's always going here and there. Therefore, the austerity of the mind is to be satisfied. And Prabhupada explains to us the formula. First of all, withdraw your mind from thoughts of sense gratification. Every time it goes there, withdraw it back. Because it's, it's dirty and it's feels horrible and the second pillar is to train the mind how to always be doing good for others this takes the mind off of oneself and third hearing and chanting regularly the Vedic scriptures this will give one a peaceful mind and that is an austerity mm. it's the greatest austerity Hare Krishna. I got a little carried away. What time is it? Sorry about that. This is also from Vajraloka. Yes, Vajraloka. There was another phrase that really stuck in my mind. Quote, the ultimate goal of one's journey should be no other than the supreme abode of the Lord. Unquote. If I could keep that in mind at all times, it would be very easy to make good decisions and see life's events properly. But your daily readings help me to do this so that I don't forget these most important things. Thank you so much for your service, your servant, Vajraloka Devi Das. <clears throat> That's it. That's the essence of what I just said. Thank you so much for receiving it so nicely. Hare Krishna. And from Daitari Hari. Yes, Daitari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for tonight's reading. I was really appreciating tonight how Prabhupada is able to explain so comprehensively the Lord and His energies in the sense of them being fully connected but at the same time different. I like the point he made. Quote, Although all that glitters is not gold, this does not mean that the glittering object is false. Mm. Unquote. as a way to explain that nothing we see is ultimately false 
but there are distinctions between things in terms of their quality and significance. Mm. Yes, therefore, if we keep our minds fixed on what is actually significant, then there's hope. And the other things that we have to deal with, and everyone does, have to deal with things that are you know, not so important, but are necessary, uh, then we can keep our equilibrium. Hare Krishna. Subhubharao? Yes, Subhubharao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for delivering your delivering your enlightenment package every day. In three thirty two twenty six, Sri the Prabhupada writes, quote, "The transcendence is realized simply on the basis of knowledge." The words used here, Parama Meshvara Puman are all transcendental, and they refer to the Supersoul. Supersoul is also described as Purusha, but the word Bhagavan directly refers to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is full of six opulences, wealth, fame, strength, beauty, knowledge, and renunciation. Unquote. We can clearly see through this verse and purport the unlimited knowledge of Lord Kapiladeva, who is Krishna and the prowess of Śrīla Prabhupāda. Thank you for delivering the rich mine of wisdom gems every day. Hare Krishna. It's so simple. You just had to read, hear, submit. Huh? That's it. Hare Krishna. From Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. Come on. Give, the, give, the, give those realizations. Come on, Rati. Let's go. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Yesterday we attended a beautiful concert by your humble god-brother Mangalananda Das in a church in the south of Holland. It was inspiring to hear him and to consider his determination to pursue, to pursue his service as a singer-songwriter to Sri the Prabhupada. Yes, his songs are lovely and his, especially his lyrics are very realized. He's a realized soul. It shows that you can perform pure devotional service from any position. There's no impediments. Hare Krishna. And from Paramananda? Yes, Paramananda. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. In verse 27 purport, The senses are actually active symptoms of life and cannot be stopped. They can be detached only if there is superior engagement. For me, as I'm sure for many, the senses can be so overwhelming at times. You kind of just answered this. It's a continual challenge daily. Thank you, Maharaj. Yes, Hare Krishna. Thank you for that realization. And from Subhara. Subhara. This verse, quote, Vasudeva Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayojita Janaya Tyashu Vairagyam is spoken by Sutta Goswami to Rishis 127 and Lord Kapiladev to Devahuti 332.23. Correct. Same verse. 
And that's rare. There's not that many verses that are exactly the same. That's from Vrajaloka. Yes, Vrajaloka. Thank you so much for your answer, dear Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. My pleasure, my duty. That's from Anandamurti Devidas. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's reading. Hare Krishna. And thank all of you. Thank all of you for your lovely uh, reflections day after day. They're, they're sweet. They're getting sweeter. They're getting more mature. And it's the proof of the pudding. Proof of the pudding that the regu regular hearers uh, are getting something from these readings. It, it, it very completely fulfilling for me. Thank you so much. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabeda Bhakta Brinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, or maybe it's tomorrow afternoon, or maybe not at all. We'll let you, we'll let you know tomorrow. <laughs> Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.